three months down the track and people kind of start to forget and they start to sort of go, oh, she's fine now. Like she seems happy. She's laughing. She's doing everything, you know, a 13 year old would be doing, but it's like, I struggled with that every day and I, I still do like. Welcome, Ruby. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. If you feel comfortable, could you take us back to your childhood and what you remember of your dad's passing? Of course. So um, my dad passed away when I was 13. Um, He took his own life. um, And yeah, so that's sort of what we're going to talk about. And I just wanted to come on and share with everyone just my experience and how I dealt with it, Mm -hmm. Um, even if it just helps one other person to, you know, get that bit of background. And I know there's so many people going through it in everyday life. So um, especially with grief and everything like that. So um, taking back to my childhood, I feel like I had a pretty good childhood. We lived on a farm. I had like motorbikes. I had dirt bikes. I had like everything. The dream. The dream. (laughs) And so me and my dad definitely shared such a bond with outdoors, bikes, cars. Like we just were so into that. And yeah, we just had such a special bond. Like we were like best friends. Like I was always with him. Um, He was a very like quiet and like reserved sort of person. Um, But I loved it. That was like full of energy. Like, and I think we just sort of bounced off each other, which was like such a special thing that we had. Um, so to lose him when I was 13 was like, obviously so hard. Mm. Um, it was so tough and challenging in so many different ways in the fact of just not having that parent there. Obviously you have two parents and you go to one for different reasons and one for the other. My mum was the most amazing mum. She was obviously like our caretaker. She would do everything. And then my dad was like, we would just go do leisurely stuff. Like we would Mm. go have fun and do this and that. So to have that sort of taken away from me, as we were talking about earlier, my parents got a divorce when I was like about 12. So a year prior. And so it was sort of really hard to deal with that and then have that happen like a year later. Um, it was just obviously those times where you're like, you're 13, you're going into a, you know, woman, um, and high school, um, I was probably a year into high school. So it happened in like November. Um, so yeah, I was like a year into high school and then just pretty much, yeah, took like the rest of the year off. Um, I pretty much just didn't get out of bed. I just was like watching TV, um, for days sleeping. I was like, just like gossip girls, like my thing. Like I would just watch gossip girl all day. It was comfort. It was like, I almost like put myself in there, like react, like in that reality and was just like, imagine living in New York and being like, you know, rich and famous. So I think that really helped. And that was sort of my escape. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had amazing friends. I had amazing family to help me. Like my mom and my sister were just like so amazing. Um, but then it sort of got to the point of where it was like three months down the track and people kind of start to forget and they start to sort of go, oh, she's fine now. Like she seems happy. She's laughing. She's doing everything, you know, a 13 year old would be doing, but it's like, 
I struggled with that every day and I, I still do. Like You will for is, the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. And that's like one of the biggest things to come to terms with, I think, is just like knowing that that's going to be in your life forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it truly just takes time to just, yeah, you have to learn to live with it. It's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did your dad struggle with mental health? Like, were you aware of his struggles with mental health before yeah. he passed? Yeah, like, he always – he was, like, a big drinker. Yeah. Um, so, like, he was still very functioning. Like, he'd still go to work every day and he would provide for us. But mm-hmm. he was – yeah, on the weekends and everything, um, that was, like, one of the biggest things. That was hard growing up because – you know, I was you know sometimes embarrassed to bring my friends around because I'd be like, "Is Dad gonna be drunk or is he gonna be?" You know, like he's sometimes gonna be like a bit silly. Yeah. Um, he would, yeah, just pretty much do that on the weekends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always knew that like he was different from like most dads. I guess you would say he was very like would just let us do whatever we wanted like he wasn't like strict at all Mm -hmm. when he would like raise his voice we would be like oh my god dad's dad's mad like you know like it wasn't normal for him to no like he was very chill he was just very like he was a calm sort of person but I always knew that yeah like compared to like my friends dads or whatever I'd go to their house and they'd be very involved or they'd have mates over or things like that and I'd be like oh my dad doesn't really do any of those things but um, I remember like, you know, I used to write him like little notes when I was younger and be like, daddy, like, please stop drinking. Like, you oh, know, things like that because I would just hate them. Like I knew that was like breaking up our family, like slowly. Yeah. And I think I was very like embarrassed of that, which is like, it's not a good thing to be embarrassed of, but as like such a young girl, I was like, I don't see anyone else's parents doing this, you know? Yeah. So I think, um, that was his escape though like yep. that's obviously any a addiction mechanism yeah. yeah it's like it um was his escape and his way of leaving his mind even if it was for one night or whatever so it was sad that he couldn't get the help while he was still here and yeah. like he couldn't um go to you know go talk to someone or whatever and I think from such a young age for him as well he lost his mum when he was like 20 so that was a massive impact on his life yeah and then I think was that didn't she she passed from cancer so she um but he was like such a mummy's boy like he adored his mum and then I think when that all happened his dad was very hard on him Mm -hmm. like be a man you don't cry which is like so hard but like obviously we're talking what 60 70 years yeah ago i was now. gonna so, say when even when your dad was struggling mm, it, it was such a different time in terms of mental health like it yeah. it was a thing but it almost wasn't, it wasn't. back then like no. no one spoke about it no one spoke about how to get help like even no, even today all. it's a big issue for men who struggle with mental health like there's still yeah. a lot of stigma and a lot of conditioning lot. about being a man and men don't cry and yeah all of that so yeah, that would have been yeah. really hard for him. And, like, I think even just for, like, myself, like, hearing that he had taken his own life, I was, like, 13 and I was, like, what does that even mean? Like, there were so yeah. many questions behind it. And, yeah. like, obviously it wasn't, yet yeah, hardly talked about back then, but it's, like, yeah, what does that even mean? Like, how does this even happen? Like, yeah. obviously if it was, like, another death, it's sort of, like, there's there's answers on the table. Yeah. But with this, it was, like, what was going through his brain? What was what was happening in that, you know, moment? Yeah. So that was really hard to come to terms with. And did you, mm. like, question if it was, like, anything to do with you? Because 
any kid would yeah in that yeah. Moment. yeah like I always used to say to my mom like why did he leave us like yeah. why would he have done that which is kind of selfish of me now I look back on it because he wasn't leaving us he was leaving himself yeah. like he that was his escape you know um he was very under the influence though so yeah. of alcohol when it happened so that kind of gave me a little bit of I guess closure because it's like if he was in his right mind I know he wouldn't have done it yeah as much as maybe sometimes he would have thought about it but I think being under the influence obviously you do things that yeah Yeah. you don't mean or you say things you don't mean you know things like that so yeah I definitely think at the start I was like and that's what I've had to come to terms with in myself like Mm -hmm. to know that he didn't leave. He didn't leave me. He didn't leave my sister. He didn't leave my mum. It was something that he had to just do for himself. Yeah. And yeah, it's like everyone has a start date and end date. Mm-hmm. And that was his end date. And there was, yeah, nothing that anyone could have done to sort of stop him in that moment, which, yeah, yeah is hard. And yeah. what was your life like after that? Because I know that you said that you were in bed mm. for, was it three months or was that when, or was it a year? So I pretty much, yeah, went back to school like the following year. Yeah. So it would have been like year eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of just started like fresh year. Um, I like as much as I didn't want to go back because I knew like there's so many people at school. Obviously, yeah, what was that, that, knew. that like going back to school? It was so hard because a lot of people, obviously you hear on the grapevine, like we obviously grew up in such a small town. Yeah. There's like obviously people talk and they people hear and so um, I remember just people asking me, like, what's like, what happened? Like, where have you been for the last like three months? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what happened to your dad? And that was very hard to like even just say that oh, he'd passed away, let alone people being like, oh, how? And like, you know, obviously at that age, kids have no filter. They're just like, oh, well, what happened? Like, how? And ask like 10,000 questions. Yeah. Um, so that was really hard. Like I sort of just used to say, like, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Like I'm not ready. Um, but yeah, I was lucky that I had like really good friends around me and I had like a really solid, um, friendship group and like my mom and my sister were just, yeah, so amazing. Like, I don't know what I would have done if it wasn't for my mum being so strong for us. Um, so yeah, that was, it was hard, but it was, it's kind of still like a blur. Like sometimes I get like flashbacks of that time and I'm just like, wow, like I've actually come really far from that moment, like that it all happened and my life shifted. So traumatic for you. And that's what happens. Mm. Like we block out memories when we go through something traumatic. So that's a completely normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like I fully, like there's some things that I just have fully blocked out, which is not good because you sometimes just need to live through them and, you know, be able to move on. Yeah. Your your brain's protecting you. yeah, Yeah. From like that trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. there was, I won't say, I won't include her name just for privacy reasons, but like I remember when her dad passed away in primary school and she came back and everyone hounded her. And I felt so bad because you could just see this little girl struggling. She had just lost her dad and everyone was just asking her all of these questions and she was known as the girl who lost her dad. And like we were kids, we didn't understand. And I guess we weren't respectful because like you said before, we're, we yeah. were all curious at that age and you don't really hear of 
those things happening. No, but not at all. I yeah, couldn't imagine what you went through at that time as well because you yeah. experienced the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's so overwhelming. And like, I shouldn't be going back to school that first day. And I just was like saying, I'm like, I don't want people to ask. Like, yeah. you know, my friends were really good at like protecting me in that way. I think like they would sort of just step in and be like, don't ask or, you mm-hmm. know, she's not ready to talk about it or just let her have like, you know, the first few days back. Mm-hmm. Like just, yeah, they Try were and make really it as good. normal for you as possible. Yeah, yeah. because like, obviously it's like well why would I want to talk about it you know it's just like one of the most traumatic things that's ever going to happen in my life and yeah but obviously like kids don't know yeah like, they have no idea they're just yeah they think it's like gossip or whatever so they just run with it they yeah. want to know they're curious yeah grieving a loved one especially a parent is a difficult and unique journey for everyone can you tell us a little bit about your experience with grief and how it's evolved over time sure so um grief for me was a really it still is a long process and like we said I'm going to be going through this for the rest of yeah yeah, my life and um there's no way to deal with it in like a certain way um everyone's so different like from another person to me it could be the total opposite you know Mm. Um, so I went through many things like dealing with like psychologists. I've seen a psychologist for years and she was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I sort of went down the more spiritual route because my mum was like to me, oh, like, you know, why don't you try something more spiritual? Like, because I just went to her one day and I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Like, I can't keep living as if that I'm just like, I'm so sad all the time and I'm yeah. just so got so much anxiety and I'm so flat like I can't keep doing this Mm -hmm. so she's like let's try like a more spiritual yeah way and see if that helps so I went to heaps of different people I've been like to Reiki I've been to like mediums I've been to healers because I think that was one of the biggest things I was like I just want to be able to like more like talk to him or like know that he's here yeah um and just know that he's around because sometimes you like you go through life and you like forget you're like oh well I haven't seen any sign of them like you know when you hear of people being like oh I've seen them in my sleep or mm-hmm. you know I've seen like a figure or like you in know you're an always, animal as well yes yeah. and you sort of go like oh well like where is he like mm-hmm. I don't see him anywhere like you know so um they helped like so much though like being in like a room with a medium and just her being like knowing what's happened from you from the moment you've walked in and you're not saying anything about it and then you know her telling you things like about your childhood that like we did exactly that and how would she have known these things you know um and then I went back to this one lady and I did a healing with her yeah and that was like the most amazing thing like I think that was really helpful which some people are going to believe you know spirituality and some people aren't like there's just you deal with it in different ways but for me I feel like spirituality was like the best thing like I was just like I really felt like I had sort of helped myself but also was like helping him in a way yeah she sort of explained it to me as if um like he was still like earthbound so I probably seen this lady maybe four years after he passed Mm. and she said he's been earthbound this whole time because he still has like stuff that's unresolved in this life okay um and so she sort of used me as a way to like help him get through to like you know whatever you want to call it the other side or whatever 
Um, and she goes, like, because I always felt so tired. I felt, like, just so exhausted, like, drained. And she's like, that was because he was using, like, all of your energy because you were sort of, like, his lifeline, I guess you would say. Yeah. She obviously explained it a lot better. But, um, yeah, so little things, like, after that healing, like, I felt, like, so much better. Like, I feel like just a weight had been lifted off almost. Yeah. And she was just, yeah, like so great in way of being like, you. it's okay to have those days, but you also need to have for yourself um, like time and you don't have to always be constantly thinking about it because I think I was really upset when I wouldn't think about it because I would be like, oh my God, I never want him to not think that I'm not thinking about him. You know, like, I felt yeah. guilty. I was like, I want him to always know that like he's in my heart and, you know, but in saying that I had to move on with my life as well yeah and had to just you know cope in those like certain ways so that was yeah a difficult stage of just trying to yeah come to terms with that did you have any experiences where you were able to communicate with him or the medium communicated with him and passed the message on to you yeah like a little bit um I remember her saying like oh like your dad's here right now when he's saying like um, he misses how I used to walk on his feet. Like when I was younger, I used to like walk on his feet and like that was something that we would always do. So it was like, that's and also a weird how thing. could she know that? How could she know that? Like that was a really weird thing. I was like, oh my God. Like, so little things like that. I was like, I loved hearing those things because I was like, surely he's telling her this, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot of like, he says this, just more like he loves you and he, he's sorry for what he did. And, um, like he wants you to forgive him and stuff like that, which I, I think I sort of found hard in a sense to forgive him because I was like, how could you do this to me? You know, you lost your mum at 20 years old. Like, how could you do the same thing? But that was just my anger at the start. You grief is so up and down. Yeah. It's like anger, all sadness, feelings, yeah. resentment, resentment, acceptance. Yep. Like you, yeah, all yep. the feels. Yeah. So I had to just learn to accept and that was a way for me to get on with my life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How has losing your dad impacted your day-to-day and romantic relationships? That's a good one um, because obviously when you lose a parent, even like going through – a divorce I feel like your we love life yeah it can be really tricky because you haven't seen that um you know really togetherness healthy, healthy yeah. relationship um even though like my parents were very good at like you know fighting and you know privacy or whatever um but we're intuitive little beings when we're younger we, I, we know yeah, like we know we we're, know when something's off. off yeah we are so switched on. Like I remember used to like, I used to creep up to like the bedroom and like listen at the door. Like it's just like one of those things that you do know and you know that something's off. Yeah. Um, but within like romantic relationships, I think I've been really good at sabotaging mm-hmm. and sort of having that mindset of if my dad left, so could someone else. Yeah. And that's like a really bad mindset to be in because, and that's something I need to work on as well still to that's this day. subconscious. Yeah. yeah, because it's sort of like you go through and you might get to a certain stage and then you sort of go, okay, no, I'm running first because I don't want to be hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's easier than just, you know, being rolling with the punches and seeing how it goes. Yeah. So I've had to really work on myself to just be like, just see how it rolls out. 
And I think I just keep that wall up. Like, it's just like so high. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to let anyone in until I'm like 100% so secure with them. And I know that they're not going to leave sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's hard. Like, cause I think I've just, yeah, it's just been like sabotage running. I don't want to yeah get too involved. Oh, there's always like that one step before. And I'm just like, no, nah, like I'm done. I'm cutting it off. Like, because it's just, I have been so hurt and I've yeah. been so, yeah, traumatized, I guess you'd say. And I'm like, I don't ever want that to happen again. Yeah. But that's something I need to work on just for myself. And because I don't want to have to take this with me for the rest of my life. I know a lot of people with losing parents and stuff like that or siblings or anything, they take it throughout their whole life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you just can't because then you're going to be stuck in that same cycle forever. You know, it's one of those things that you just, yeah, you need to sort of bite it in the bum now. And then, yeah. Has your psychologist ever helped you work through that? I haven't actually seen a psychologist for like a few years now. So that's actually something that I really want to get back into um, like this new year. I really, that was like on my list that I want to get a new psychologist and more just like a bit of like a life coach just to help me you know, yep. I get through just a little things like Big I feel yes like for that. Yes. I'm like, I'm really actually excited to do it because I need to just, there's still things obviously I need to work on Yeah. as I feel like as I've come this far, I've yeah. still got so much to work on. Like we never stop needing to help ourselves, you yeah. know? Um, so I think, yeah, that's going to be one of the biggest things, especially yeah, with relationships. I don't want to have to you know, it's unfair for that person because it's like my issues that, you know, I've been traumatized in the past. So it's like, yeah, it's not their fault, but it's also like, I need to work on that. Yes. But it's not your fault either, but it's Mm. your responsibility. And to make that change. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tried breath work? No. Only, I only say this because I, I watched someone to. have an experience when we were doing like a full on mouth breathing session. Yeah. It was like a release type class. Yeah. And someone like your hands can like go in like that. It's called tetany. I'm pretty sure. Someone's hand was, it was like held up like that. Yeah. And they told us afterwards that that means that like someone's coming through from the other side and like guiding oh them through God. and holding them. So oh, stop. Any That's type, yeah, I feel like experiences like that because I know you've done the the medium and stuff. That's okay. All the spiritual stuff, but that could even be something to look into if you're yeah. if you're open to it. I've never no, I've never even gone down that. Like you know, obviously like love like yoga and Pilates, yeah. and I think that's a really nice outlet. But yeah. that that's something I'm actually to get onto. Have you heard yeah. about EMDR therapy? No, I am in the process of like looking into it, but because I know that you said was it you were obviously doing talk therapy but it only took mm. you so far in your healing journey especially Definitely. like you're dealing with trauma yeah there's only so much that talk therapy can do but emdr yes. it actually allows you to process it mm-hmm. it doesn't remove anything it doesn't it just allows you to like i guess feel the situation and look at it not differently but it's more of an acceptance thing yes and i've seen so much stuff online of people coming out saying you know I went through this traumatic experience or Mm. I lost someone in my life and I went and did EMDR therapy and it compared to talk therapy they're just like two completely different things and it transformed my life so I'm in the process of doing it myself but even like if that was something that you wanted to look into yeah right is that done I feel like actually I have heard of it is it done with a psychologist still yes 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 okay no I have heard of it yeah they you follow their 
finger, I'm pretty yes. sure. Like, so your eyes move and they ask you questions and talk to you about, so if you might be your dad and yeah, yeah, the brain's amazing. Somehow it makes you process things differently or because yes. I know that you said you've got blocked memory. So things yep. could even come up. Obviously you're in a safe space. Yes. Um, so yeah, that yeah, I really want to. That was like my New Year's. Like, I really want to get back into. Yeah, was it? Yeah, getting just yeah something for me. Um, I was speaking to like he's sort of like a medium life coach. I was speaking to him on the phone every week, which was yeah. really helpful as well. Um, but someone, yeah, something like that, a little bit more deeper that yeah. I can just really work through. Because, like I said, we never stop working on ourselves. No. Like we, you know, even at the age of sixty, like yeah. we still need to be we'll still checking in and yeah. you know stuff like that. So. I Yeah. yeah, I had a coach for a few months and mm. the only reason why I stopped was because of money. But yeah. I really want to work with her again because it literally changed my life. It was the best yeah. thing yeah. I've ever done Was she for a psychologist myself. or just sort of like a no, life she coach was, more? I guess she was more of a health coach, but she okay. also had like training in neuroscience and mindset. Awesome. So it was a lot of like I had access to her 24-7 basically. So she helped me with like my so hormones. Good. Like I've struggled with binge eating. So she mm-hmm. helped me through that. Wow. Um, PCOS. But I also had, yeah, I was able to message her if something came up like anxiety. So I was going good. through a lot. Like I was experiencing a lot of alone time back then and a lot of things were coming mm-hmm. up. So I'd just be able to message her and say, hey, I'm feeling this. I don't like it. Or like mm-hmm. maybe I wanted to turn to food and yes. not feel face or feel my emotions and she would work with me through that moment yep. rather than yeah self-sabotaging or yes. using something like food as a coping mechanism like it was yep. hands down amazing oh yes yeah, yeah i really want to do that yeah yeah it was great so but i even there's so many people that i follow on social media like coaches mm. like even a yep. somatic coach i feel like that would be incredible yes yep i've so, heard little bits of that and yeah. i'm just like yeah I need to get into something just like check in with someone that's not related to you not one of your friends someone that you can literally just drop all your stuff onto and walk away and feel like you know a bit of a weight's been lifted yeah yeah Yeah. 100 percent. how has this experience shaped your perspective on life it's it's hard this is a hard question because I feel like it's shaped my life in so many different ways Mm -hmm. um mostly being just grateful for the little things um is like an obvious one because you know um I found it really hard after dad's passing that you know my mum and sister I was going to lose them as well and so I'd be really attached to them I wouldn't want to leave I would get really anxious when mum would go down the street because I'm like what if she you know what if something happens to her um I've definitely gotten a lot better with that but just being so grateful and telling people that you love them and your friends and your family, just being there for them. Um, it also is hard because it's like, I feel like I've got a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. um, yeah, in re- around that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but also just, yeah, trying to live life for him, I guess. Like that's one of the biggest things now is, you know, there's been so many like um, moments where I'm just like I wish he was here you know like I bought like my dream car and I was like oh my god he would have loved this like I was like driving home I was like crying I was like I wish he was here but like you know but little do I know he's probably sitting in the seat next to me being like I'm so proud you know um 
signing up for modeling like getting into an agency and doing all of that like that he knew that that was one of my biggest things that I wanted to do when I was older so, so proud of you for that by the way thank <laughs> you but yeah he would have he would be so and I know he'd be so proud and I know he is around like he is here and he's watching like even like little things like um I associate him with like butterflies like every time I see butterflies I just think of butterflies. him oh yeah cute <laughs> um so yeah I always just think of him when I see butterflies or you know his funeral songs will come in the most random times um I've had a few times where I've like been thinking of him like you know the last couple of days I've been really down and flat thinking of him mm-hmm. and then like on my Spotify like it'll literally just shuffle to like his funeral song I'm like I never like listened to it or put it on or listen to that type of music and it just magically came on and I was like he is here he you is. know um so it's just I think working through those little like yeah day-to-day things and just going through the grief like if I feel flat one day and I just you know I get in like a bit of you know like little episodes where I just feel really down and I feel like I can't leave the house and I just need time to myself and um I need to just take those days when I have them because we all do like if we have days where our mental health isn't right you don't have to go to work you know it's the same if you're feeling really sick you wouldn't go to work you know so normalize mental health days 100% and I think I'm hoping the more and more that it's talked about, the more we do get these sort of days because I think in a lot of workplaces, people would, they would still just roll their eyes and be like, what do you mean? You come into work and you work, you know, like, but we need those days to just chill and lay in bed and watch a movie. Like it's, yeah. 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 And feel all your feelings. And yeah, like we said before, it's going to be a forever experience. Yeah. It's about how you deal with it though. And about what steps you take, you know, because, yeah, I can lay in bed for weeks on end, but it's like that's not going to make me feel any better. You yeah. know, seeing my friends and being around the people I love and doing things that I love, being at the beach, you know, things like that. Yeah. It really, yeah, brings me back down to earth, which is good. Because we were speaking a lot before Rubes came in when we were having a coffee that, especially in our hometown, mm. that suicide is something that is so prevalent and I – not. I've never been like really close to anyone, but like I've known people who have lost people to suicide. Like you, my, my brother lost one of his friends. My boyfriend lost one of his best friends. And I think someone shared a statistic back in our hometown. I think it was a week into the new year and there had been thousands of suicides already in Australia. And it's such, yeah, it's something like conversations like this need to be had. And I'm glad that you're here today speaking about your experience and and your dad because yeah not enough people speak about it yeah it's a really hard I think conversation to even bring up like I remember um like a few years even after people would ask and I would just be like oh like you know I would sort of just brush it over like I Mm -hmm. wouldn't want to say he taken his own life because even like you know when it happened people would say to my mum like how could he have left you and the girls like how could he have done that and it's Mm -hmm. like it's not it's like at the end of the day it is about us because we're obviously his family but Mm -hmm. then today it was him he was struggling and he needed an escape and that's how he thought that was the only escape you know yeah which is really hard to come to terms with but talking with you know your friends and your families and loved ones and people that you care about and just checking in I think checking in is the biggest thing um like how are you going what are you doing like you know just little things because 
Otherwise, that's when people just get into a rabbit hole and get down a dark path and they just don't know how to get out of it, which is, yeah, really sad. And, mm. yeah, like we were saying earlier, like we, we know – even we just know of so many people. Like I don't think there's one person now – that doesn't know of someone that has who's taken their own life yeah Yeah. and there is so much stigma on like you said before it being selfish like a lot of people still have that belief that which just baffles me like i actually overheard someone some one time i think there was a suicide in our hometown and someone turned around and said oh like that's really selfish like what about the family and someone stepped in and just said like that's a really Mm. uneducated comment like you've got it's got nothing to do with that like someone was struck like to the point where they couldn't be here anymore and that's what it's about it has nothing to do with them being selfish and i think again it just proves we have so much to go in terms of mental health and educating people and especially with people taking their own life. Yeah. And just even like little comments, little like, you know, oh, like kill myself. Like they've had a hard day work, kill myself. And I'm just like, I hate it. Like I, it like, it's just like, to me, I'm like, how can you say that? Like, okay. Like there are people that probably want to, and like Mm -hmm. have thought about it or whatever, but it's like to say those little comments or whatever, it's just like, are you kidding? Like, it's just, yeah, it still blows my mind how people can be so uneducated about these things. I because know. I hear people saying that all the time. I'm not going to lie. I was guilty. I used to say that when I was younger and reflecting on it. Like it, ever since moving to Melbourne, mm-hmm. just reflecting and growing on the language that some people use back home is like disgusting. And they just yeah. think it's normal. Like example, people could be having a bad day at work and they, oh my God, I'm going to KMS. Like yes. it's, it's not yes. funny. Or like yep. someone could use something to describe something and they'll be like, oh my God, that's so gay. Yes just yeah, little yeah. things like that and like we're just like what why yeah. why are we speaking like that like language is so powerful and yeah people need to be really careful on what they say because yeah. you don't know who it's affecting exactly and yeah they're really hurtful words yeah think about like what you say before you say it yeah like we learned that when we we're how old yeah you know literally, what I mean? like it's common knowledge it, yeah literally <laughs> well, you think knowledge. that it would be i know but people are just yeah unevolved sometimes and I think it is one of those things if you haven't been through certain things people don't care mm-hmm. like they just go well I haven't been through anything or you know doesn't that happen- me yeah, yeah that doesn't who cares sort mm-hmm. of thing and that's like a really bad mindset to be in because I sort of look at everyone now and I just think that person could be having a really bad day or you know just being kind to people yeah. is the best thing really 100%. yeah well, for those who might be going through a similar experience, what advice would you offer in terms with coping with the loss of a loved one? This is good. Um, I think just being there, like like we were saying earlier, from not only just like three weeks being uh, like, you know, checking in with someone. Forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. And that's like the biggest thing. Like one of my um, best friends, we have a really strong bond. She lost a parent and we we constantly like just sit there and we talk about our parents and I feel like that's the one person I can really talk to obviously like my mom my sister and my family but because we have both been through a similar thing she gets Mm. it and I don't expect any of my other friends to get it you know what I mean like it's a really unique thing to happen at such a young age yeah um so I really don't expect anyone to sit there and like feel like they need to get it yeah but it is it's so nice just to get like little messages like I'm so proud of you or you know little things like that just to lighten someone's day because you don't know they could be having a really yeah bad day and feeling really down really sad and 
um, not just even with anyone that's lost anyone, just with everyone, with all your friends or whatever. But mm. um, yeah, I think just being there is just like the most, the best you can do really. Yeah. Like just checking in, um, but also just being there for yourself and yeah. just really working on yourself and working, trying to get through you know, yeah. everything. And I used to hate when people would say this to me, but everyone would be like, you know, time heals all. Like, and I used to hate that. I <laughs> hate that saying. Not going to lie, guilty. I, I think I used to say it when I was younger I and then I understood. And I'm like, no, time does not heal everything. No, it doesn't it does not. heal everything. <laughs> it doesn't. But in a certain way, it like, I feel like with time, it's like I have obviously – I've grown and I've changed obviously to the person I was when I was 13 to the person I am now. Yeah. But like, yeah, I used to hate when people would say that'd be like, it's just time. And like, you're literally like so upset and, you know, crying every day. And you're like, what do you mean time? He was all like, that's such yeah. a stupid thing to say, but it kind of does in ways like, yeah, I noticed like, you know, I'll look back and I'll be like, wow, like from two, three years ago, I was completely different, like, mm. to the person I am now, like, you know, and that's time and evolving and mm. helping yourself and working on yourself, I guess. But, yeah, just being there, I think, is just the biggest thing and just, yeah. I, what you said before about, I think you said three months, like, people started to, I guess, back off mm. after three months after mm. he passed away. I think an important note for everyone to remember if someone's lost someone is to always be there for them. Like yeah. they've still lost their loved one or their friend or their family member, mm -hmm. even when three months have passed, when six months have passed, when years have passed. And it's something that if you've got someone in your life who has lost someone, we all need to like be there for them and check in. And yeah. even I know sometimes people can get a little bit weird. Yes. And they like don't want to bring it up or maybe yeah. even like speak about your dad mm -hmm. or even use his name is yep. that something that you've noticed definitely yeah yep. definitely people and I also think with the way that he passed away as well yeah people don't know how to talk about it and they get nervous or they get yeah a bit like anxious to ask me questions or mm -hmm. um you know things like that and maybe when I was younger I would really just deflect the questions and really try and change the subject yeah but um yeah, I think people find it like, and I also, I hesitate sometimes when people ask me like, oh, how did you lose him? And I sort of hesitate because I don't want them to feel awkward. Yeah. You know, like I don't want them to be like, oh, oh, like I shouldn't have asked sort of thing. But like, I feel okay. Like I feel okay talking about it. And um, like we said, it needs to be more brought up. And yeah. if I just don't ever share my story, it's like, well, that's not doing any good for anyone really you know yeah. it's yeah it's one of those things that needs to be talked about yeah 100%. Yeah. how has losing your dad changed your perspective on mental health mental health I think is a really close thing to me mm -hmm. um a lot of my family struggle with mental health um there's been addictions there's been depression anxiety mm -hmm. the whole works I feel mm -hmm. like I'm covered with mental health like I know what's up you know yeah. um so I think it's really taught me things like you know how to help people and how to deal with it mm -hmm. and um like we were saying earlier like I had no idea what really mental health or you know suicide or people taking their own life I didn't know anything really about it at the start yeah so I really had to you know make myself aware and um yeah like talk about you know it with people and 
check in and mm. stuff like that. Um, because if you don't sort of research about it, you don't know. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't understand what people are going through and sometimes you never will. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, yeah, it's – I've definitely learned so, so much. And, like, especially with, like, myself having mental health as well mm-hmm. and dealing with a lot of anxiety and stuff like that, um, yeah, it's it's hard. Like, yeah. it's everyone – nearly I, everyone struggles with it. But yeah. it's sort of how you decide to go about it and you decide to, you know, how much you want to share and how you get help and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. just doing things for you and – um yeah just being present and trying not to live so much into the future or in the past yeah I think living in the past is a really big thing and a really big thing for people when they've lost parents or lost people close to them because they sort of go around in circles it's like if you don't work on that in that moment then it's just going to keep going into your life you know and maybe ruining relationships friendships you know Things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any other stigmas that you wanted to address for like with mental health or people taking their own life? Because I know we were speaking about before the whole concept of people saying that it's selfish. Yeah. Which is a big stigma. We've mm-hmm. kind of debunked. Is there yep. anything else that you like people might say to you or things that society kind of has taken on? On topics like this that you kind of want to debunk? Yeah, I, I think you would notice this a lot as well. Like I think a lot of people, um, you know, you'll see people putting up things like, you know, it's a you okay day or mm-hmm. mental health awareness day or, mm-hmm. you know, all these things like you will notice like the same sort of people doing that yep. each year. Yeah. And you sort of look at it and you go, are you actually a really good friend Mm -hmm. or are you reaching out to the people you love like you sort of okay yeah you can post that that's Mm -hmm. really good because it's getting the awareness but it's also like you've got to look at yourself as well and Mm -hmm. think are you helping people in your life or are you just posting because it's a trend yeah and you look better for it yeah you know what I mean yeah I hate that I that's one of like a big reason why I started the podcast was Mm -hmm. back in our hometown seeing posts like that you know, the are you okay day, you know, mm. ask people how they are. Like it's important to talk about mental health and like, yeah, of course. But, okay, what what else can we do? Like there's so much that a, you resharing a post can do, but like how mm. can we help people going through their mental health and how yep. can we help ourselves? Because those yes. posts are important, but what we do following those posts mm. are even more important. And yep. yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting, isn't <laughs> it? it? Gets, yeah, it's, it gets me annoyed because I'm like, God, like, do you, yeah, do you actually go and, you know, check in, check in or Mm -hmm. help people or are you kind? Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, are you actually genuinely kind to people? Are you, you know, things like that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it just kind of makes me go like, oh, like, you know, just, yeah, do the things, like you said, following up. Like, it's not just, yeah, a post on Instagram. Anyone can sort of do that, you know. It's the things you do in your day-to-day life that help people, I think. Yeah. And just even sitting with someone who's struggling, I think, 
for me, that's been a struggle because I want to try and fix the problem. If my friend's yeah. going through something, I want to fix it for You're a them. Fixer, yeah. But I think that's something that I need to take on for the rest of my life is if someone's going through something, mm-hmm. just genuinely sitting there and listening and that's being for them, being there for them also. Like, yeah. you don't always have to talk about it. They don't always want to talk about it. Obviously, give them the space to talk about it. But sometimes we just want to sit with our friends or our family yeah. members and we just want them to be in our presence and let us know that they are here for us yeah I know it's even like the littlest things like I was having a really like I got home from work the other day and I was just feeling really down and flat Mm -hmm. and I was just sort of like why like what's like what what's going on with me you know like you sort of like question yourself and then the next day I went in and seen all my friends at work like we just like had a really chill day at work it was easy and we sort of just all stood around talking I just even just from that I felt so much better I'm like catching up on their lives and you know yeah like little things like that Mm -hmm. because hypothetically I might have just called in sick and been like no I need a day to myself but sometimes when you push yourself to go and do something even like today like it's yeah. just like being doing so good. things when you don't want to do it has that also yeah. helped you Definitely. as well through this process yeah yeah I think because like I get like a lot of like sometimes social anxiety yeah. um and you know meeting new people and all of that in yeah. my work now I have to meet a lot of new people um yeah constantly like I go, go to castings and I yeah. meet a whole crew yeah. and I don't even know them or I'll and go to modeling, events like that would yeah. be so confronting as well yeah and like going to these events where like there's so many people and I might only know two people there and yeah they're not going so I've got to go on my own and just things like that it's really daunting but I feel like pushing yourself and challenging yourself you go oh my god I feel so much better after that yeah because I know I can do it yeah you know 100%. yeah I think also um, like addiction's a massive one as well. Like mm. that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, because your dad struggled with it. Yeah, didn't he? yeah. Yep. So um, I think especially for me when I was younger and I would like drink and stuff, yeah. I would be a really angry drunk. Yeah. Like not like physical or yeah. anything like that, but I would feel I mean the countless nights we'll go out like in our hometown. Yeah. And I'd walk home and I would just be crying like, and I'd just be like so upset. And like my friends would be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'd just be like, I don't know. Like there's just like, there was something that alcohol brought out that I just was like this, I can't, you know, maybe I'm not going to be ever able to drink because yeah. I can't be like this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had to really work on that as well and sort of knowing my limits and thinking, okay, if I get to this point and I'm starting to feel angry, stop, yeah. you know, because I think I was just angry with life. I yeah. was just angry with everything that had happened. Yeah. And I was, you know, just trying to grow up and be a normal human. But also, like, all of my friends are like, oh, my God, this boy didn't text me. And I'd be like, I've well, just I, lost my I've dad. lost my dad, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's totally not their fault. Like, they were incredible. But little things up. like that, yeah. it's just like, wow, like those tiny little things or for them it could be a big thing and I'm not trying to degrade them but it was like oh wow like I've just lost one of the people that are closest to me and Mm -hmm. you're worried about you know how your hair looks for school or you know what I mean so little things like that I think yeah it was hard to struggle with but um yeah coming back with addiction I think just being there for people as well with that Mm -hmm. Because yeah, now like I can, I know my limits now with drinking and I don't, I don't feel get angry or anything like that. But I think that's because I've healed a lot and things like that. But um, yeah, I think being there for people that are 
you know, it's so common now, especially even just our age, like people more and more drugs, alcohol, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's scary, you know, and you need to, if you think your friends may be crossing the line, pick them up on it and just say, you okay? Like, this doesn't seem right, you know, because it's such an escape. People think, oh, this is fun, you know? I know that's, I just find the whole drinking culture thing so interesting mm. and like people don't even realize like it's so normalized mm. back in our hometown like the drinking and the drug culture yes but like um i look at so many people and i know the ones who are using it as an escape but then we'll try and convince you otherwise yes that they're just doing it for fun because i think mm. yes of course like have a drink with your friends i'll have a drink with my friends but like when you're taking it so far and you're using it as an escape as an escape yeah that's an issue yes and people like people who even drink every night or like every weekend like wh- ask yourself why like why are you doing why it are you, you doing, doing it because it's fun and yes it's a social thing mm. or you're doing it because you're living weekend to weekend to like get through your week. those uncomfortable feelings but then yep. again addiction is a whole different ball game and it's it so complex is. and yeah there's so many different types Ooh, yeah. of addiction yeah. and people like my dad, like no one would have ever have known that he was, you know, an alcoholic. Mm. Like no one would have really known because mm. he hit it so well. Yeah. And he would, you know, sometimes he wouldn't drink every night, but he would drink, you know, on the weekends or like, I remember um, I would like dread when he had like, you know, two weeks off or whatever over work or like over Christmas because I'm like, he's just going to, get drunk every day mm-hmm. you know and that's like a really uncomfortable situation to be in like yeah my childhood was it was great in times like I'm not putting any um blame or anything onto my parents but at times it was tough yeah. like yeah just dealing with that and then you know just trying to be like a normal kid and mm-hmm. you know I've never really opened up about yeah how my childhood was really hard like Mm -hmm. in times like I just yeah addiction is real and it's yeah it it affects a lot of families and sometimes you would never even know yeah yeah a lot of people are gonna appreciate you speaking about that because a lot of people do struggle with it yeah um I had a question come to mind you don't Mm. have to answer it but if there was one thing that you could say to your dad or if you could have a conversation with him right now how would it go and what would you say I always think about this because, like, I'm a big believer in, like, talk to them. Like, if you're in the car, just have a chat. Like, yeah. you know, it sounds, like, silly and it's, like, cringe. You're, like, I don't want to just be sitting there, like, you know, driving along, like, talking to yourself. I but- do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, little saying little things to yourself or And then I catch someone looking at me and I just I just stop speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just singing. Um, uh, yeah, I always think about this because I always think of, like, the day that I'm going to see him again. Like, I hope there's, you know, another life where we, you know, go to and get to see them and whatever. Um, But I would just catch him up on life and I would just say how much I missed him and loved him. And um, I would say, like, I forgive you and, like, I don't blame you for what you did. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that was your escape and I know that it was, you know, I'm sorry that I couldn't have been there um to help like I wish that you know there was some way that I could have stopped it because it was really funny that day when he passed away felt like a really weird like I go back to that day and I feel so weird like Mm -hmm. it was a really odd day like I just remember 
I woke up and I was, it was sort of up in the air whether I was going to go see him that day or not. Mm-hmm. And um, I was so like restless. I was just like saying to my mom, like, I want to go do something. Like, I want to go see dad. Like, you know, I, I want to, you know, do something. And I was, remember like laying on the ground, I was ringing and ringing and ringing him. And like that, like when I found out, like that just broke my heart. So I'm like, I was calling someone that was no longer alive, you know, yeah. which is really, really sad. Um, but I, you know, take my blessings every day that I wasn't the one that had to have found him or yeah. anything like that. So it's a bit gruesome. But um, it's, yeah, I just think I would be so much probably further back if I had had to have dealt with all of that as well Yeah, on top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think, yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of thank that in you. your story. It's going to help a lot of people I know. I and I know so. that would have been really hard, but I'm so grateful. And I think suicide, mental health, addiction, these are all really important conversations to have. It's like yeah. losing one of your loved ones. Like, yeah. Even grief. Yeah. Such an important topic. And it really is. Yeah. And it goes for so long. And yeah. so much stigma around these topics as well and so yeah. much misinformation. And I think if anyone's going to take anything away from today's conversation, it is if just check in on your friends, genuinely ask if they're okay yeah. and physically be there for them. Yeah. And even if you can't physically be there for them, it can be as simple as a little phone call or I know I like receiving things or sending things Mm -hmm. to other people. Like one of my friends lost someone a year ago and just even anniversaries, like Christmas birthdays, I always will send the message because I think of them and go, this is such a hard day for you. I'm just going to remind you that I'm thinking of you and I love you. And I just know that they even appreciate that. And I'm sure you probably do as well. Just that reminder that, your friends are there for you and they are thinking of you. Yeah. It's like I seen one of your um, your podcasts the other day talking mm. even just about like breakups, like the first Christmas. Of it's everything. like the same with this. Yeah. It's like the first Christmas, the first birthday, like they are like hell. They yeah. are like, yeah, it was because obviously it was like November we lost dad and then it was like Christmas was like literally a month later. And you're just like now for Christmas for me, I'm just like it's a, it's a hard time. Like yeah. it's just – it reminds me of sadness and yeah. – I know that I'm not alone there. Like a lot oh, of people yeah. are like that, you know, if they've got to go to broken families or they've got to go see their mum's side and their dad's, you know, it's, it's so, yeah, there's layer upon layer, but yeah. that is, yeah, definitely one of the hardest things. So yeah, just checking in and just on the little, yeah, little things like that. Yeah. It yeah. makes a massive difference. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ruth. Where can we find you on social media? Because you've started your own little social media journey yes. you're modeling you're doing content creation which we love to see i think you should come back and do an episode about that if you wanted yes. to yes. where Let's can we it. find you um i think i don't even know my <laughs> i'll I think leave it's it all ruby. in the description notes well,